Welcome to AZPM News Daily, a recap of all the day's news from Arizona Public Media. I'm Steve Jess, and we're starting off a new year with a lot of news. It's harder than ever to afford a home in Southern Arizona. Mortgage rates doubled, and it was just too much. A busy campaign season is just around the corner and a rise in HIV cases has health officials concerned. We're also looking at changing how we do some of our HIV testing and putting out new standards of care. First off, home affordability in Southern Arizona is at its lowest since the Great Recession, according to a new report from real estate data company Atom. Former Atom Vice President Rick Sharga now runs a market intelligence firm called C.J. Patrick Company. He says the latest drop in home affordability began during the COVID-19 pandemic when remote workers began leaving expensive cities for smaller communities. So that would have been a problem in and of itself for affordability issues. And then you layer on top of that the fact that mortgage rates doubled. And it was just too much for people, even with wages improving, to be able to handle. Affordability is an issue statewide, with no county being considered affordable by Adams standards. Cochise County is the most affordable, or the least unaffordable, of the Arizona counties, with less than a third of the average income needed to buy a median-priced home. That number was more than 40% in Pima County, which is the third most affordable. Of the eight counties mentioned in Adams' report, Yavapai County is the least affordable. It would take more than 60% of the average paycheck to buy a mid-priced home there. Arizonans will head to the polls for the presidential preference election in less than three months. Pollster Mike Noble says you can expect to start seeing political ads around those dates, picking up steam in time for the August primaries. With heightened interest in Arizona's U.S. Senate race and the presidential election, Noble predicts roughly $800 million will be spent on political ads in Arizona, mostly radio and TV ads. Noble predicts out of all 50 states, only California will see more revenue from political ads, and that's because media is basically three times as expensive as it is in Arizona. HIV cases in our state increased 20% in 2022, and the Arizona Department of Health Services says that may be due to the COVID-19 pandemic. During 2020, the department asked for community-based HIV testing to stop. Ricardo Fernandez with the Health Services Department says now that testing has ramped back up, the department is looking to put additional funds toward testing. We're also looking at changing how we do some of our HIV testing and putting out new standards of care for our programs where we're integrating HIV testing, syphilis testing, and hepatitis C testing with the goal of identifying folks that might be candidates for PrEP and having more robust linkage processes from HIV testing to PrEP. PrEP, or pre-exposure prophylaxis, is medication used to prevent HIV. It can reduce transmission through sex by 99% and transmission through injection drug use by 74%. The report shows in 2022, 79% of people diagnosed with HIV-AIDS in Arizona were linked to care within 30 days of their diagnosis. Calls to the banner Poison and Drug Information Center related to a popular weight loss drug doubled last year. Katya Mendoza reports. The Poison Control Center saw an increase in calls about adverse side effects caused by semiglutide, an anti-diabetic medication commonly known as Ozempic or Wigovi. 
Many of the calls the center received have been from emergency rooms about the adverse effects such as nausea, vomiting, dehydration, and electrolyte imbalances, with an increasing number of people who need hospital care. The drug, which gained popularity as a weight loss treatment, can cause gastrointestinal issues and should be closely monitored by individuals and their health care providers. I'm Katia Mendoza, AZPM News. Three months after a court overturned a Tucson water rate hike, it's unclear what will happen to the money collected from customers. A Maricopa County judge ruled in September that the Tucson mayor and council acted illegally when they raised rates for customers outside city limits without first making sure the increase was justified. The rate increase, which took effect in December 2021 and was overturned 22 months later, was expected to bring in $10 million a year from water users in unincorporated areas. Pima County sued the city in order to stop it. Administrator Jan Lesher says the county is working to get repayment for the 70,000 customers affected. In the meantime, Lesher says consumers can file a complaint with the state attorney general. Tucson City spokesman Andy Squire says mayor and council are still working out the final details of the city's response to the ruling. Grand Canyon National Park officials are warning area residents against bringing rodent poisons into the park. From the Fronteras desk in Flagstaff, Michelle Marisco of KJZZ reports. Rodenticides are prohibited within the National Park and all its residences. Officials are re-upping their warning about them after a bobcat in South Rim Village was found dead recently with high levels of rodent poison in its system. The park is offering a no-questions-asked policy to take the poisons away from village residences, and it encourages folks to use snap traps instead. In Flagstaff, I'm Michel Marisco. The Arizona Department of Transportation has announced a major upgrade to a four-mile stretch of Interstate 10 in Tucson starting early this year. The section between Ina and Ruthroff roads will be expanded from three lanes to four, both north and south. ADOT says the expansion will cost $171 million, and it's expected to be completed late in the year. ADOT says during construction it'll keep three lanes of traffic open during daytime hours, with rerouting to provide access to local businesses. You can find updates and traffic alerts at azdot.gov. A study of tree rings has led to the possibility that scientists could be on the wrong track concerning the impact of climate change. Tony Perkins reports. University of Arizona researcher Margaret Evans says the kind of evolutionary change species must go through to adapt to climate change happens slower than climate change itself. It's definitely going to put these trees and these organisms through this bottleneck, this genetic bottleneck. And for some organisms, you know, that comes with a risk of extinction. Evans notes that the specific method, being misunderstood, is called space-for-time substitution. It suggests that given enough time, ponderosa pines should benefit from warming, but they actually suffer with warming. Evans calls that method dangerously misleading. I'm Tony Perkins, AZPM News. Prominent Arizona Republicans are threatening to sue Democratic Secretary of State Adrian Fontes over the new elections procedure manual that he issued over the weekend. The manual provides county officials a guide for administering elections in accordance with state and federal law. But Arizona Senate President Warren Peterson and House Speaker Ben Toma accuse Fontes of trying to rewrite election law. 
They accuse Fontes of using the manual to delay the implementation of a 2021 law that requires counties to remove voters from the early voting list if they have not cast a ballot in two consecutive elections. In a statement, Peterson said Fontes corrected the issue in a draft of the manual submitted to Attorney General Chris Mays and Governor Katie Hobbs, but that correction was left out of the final edition of the manual. Hundreds of Tucson residents and out-of-town visitors are getting ready to show off their physical and mental abilities. As Tony Paniagua explains, they're preparing for the 39th annual Senior Olympic Festival this month. What began as an event to promote health and fitness at a senior center in the 1990s has grown into a major tournament. It attracted more than 1,000 participants last year. And in just a few days, the 2024 edition gets underway for people 50 and older. Deborah Henley is a recreation coordinator for the city of Tucson who also works on the festival. By the time you break it down, it's over 400 different activities that are offered. These include traditional sports such as swimming and basketball or bridge and bunco, a game where players roll dice. Some fun facts here is last year our oldest male participant was 97 years old and he played billiards. Our oldest female participant, 91 years old, and she did bunco. The competitions will be held from this Saturday, January 6th until the last Sunday of the month. You can find the details at tucsonaz.gov slash Senior Olympic Festival. Tony Paniagua, AZPM News. And that'll catch you up on everything we've covered today at Arizona Public Media. Thanks for listening. Be sure to subscribe to the AZPM News Daily wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Steve Jess. We'll be back tomorrow.